Oh, man. Oh, man. Days of Future <laughs> Past, part two. Part two. Uncanny X-Men number 142. Oh. So. It's happening. Yeah. Welcome to the X-Wife Podcast. My name's Alicia. And I'm Justin. So you gotta think, you gotta think, if you were, if you were reading comics at that time, you would have had to wait at least a full month. Month? A full month. This is a monthly book before you could read part two. Month? You couldn't even wait 20 minutes. This is outrageous. I thought it was weekly. No. At some point in the late 80s, it becomes bi-weekly. And then in the 90s, it gets obsessive and explodes in a bunch of different titles. And then, you know, now is similar to that. But I love it. I mean, I used to have to wait a week when I would watch TV shows back in the day before binge watching was a thing or Netflix or when Disney Plus makes us wait for the, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. It's so good. It's worth the wait. But here's the a thing. Month. The difference between me being a comic reader and having to wait a month and me being Alicia in this podcast right now is that a make- month is I know it's coming to me in a month. Yeah. When we just say, and it's over, it's like, will I ever, (laughs) will I ever get the rest of that story? Because you can say, yeah, Alicia, you can read them. But like, I don't know. We also have a podcast that we do and we go over things. And I also have things I'm reading for that. Plus like other things I'm reading in my life and, you know, like work and stuff and things, you know, I get hooked on the next story or the next story or the next story. They're good. And so... There really is no guarantee that I'll get. Act now. Act now. Well, good thing we're going to go through it. Yep. Okay. Part two. Part two. You're going to page turn noise or you're just going to see the cover? Because if you turn that page, we're in a graphic novel. We're in the Days of Future Past graphic novel that starts, interestingly enough, I didn't mention this. I didn't mention this last episode, part one, but this book starts with the issue right after dark phoenix dies yeah because when you were like go to the place of the bookmark i was like um right excuse me and it does a really great job at summarizing kind of all that's happened in the x-men story beforehand oh i just want to not that i remember any of it at all but since we're just kind of a little bit talking about the dark dark phoenix and we're in the claremont run Mm -hmm. remember when we went to comic-con the first time that we met chris claremont and we were like just standing in line and was it the person in front of us or was it you who asked him? He started the conversation and we just kind of jumped in and all created And joined in of being like, what would you have wanted he the wrote, Dark Phoenix ending to be for the movies? the third X-Men. So X-Men The Last Stand, he verbally rewrote the ending he for just, the four of us in line. He just went, he was just like, oh, picture this. And, and he, it was literally it was like so story amazing. time. And I wasn't, I wasn't in the hall anymore. I wasn't in Artist Alley. I was in Chris Claremont's Beautiful Mind. And it was so cool. Yeah, it was amazing. That will, and even though I didn't really have a lot of context at that time, like I'd I seen I couldn't tell you movies, anything that he actually said. No, I think I, I was just like, I was just Whoa, captivated by his words. It's happening. But he was like, let me set the scene for you. This is how it would have ended, yeah. which amazing. All right. All right. So here we go. Cause I have to do it. Page turn noise. In this issue, everybody dies. What the heck? Mind out of time. Oh no. That Sentinel is just crushing storm. Crushing storm and obliterating Wolverine. I love this cover. It's such an epic action shot with Wolverine 
Yeah, Yeah. that looks painful. Now, if you did have to wait a month, maybe you would need a recap page. And this actually does a really great job at recapping it. And I love how visual it is. You have Kitty Pride stuck in between these two locations, these two time frames, and her as this great connector of the narrator. A girl between two worlds, perhaps? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think they even say something like that. Linking these two worlds, these two desperate battles is... Catherine Pride. Oh, no. What is it? With a foot in two worlds or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rasputin. Yeah. And let's check out our our creative team, Chris Claremont and John Byrne as co-plotters. Claremont writing, Byrne as penciler. Terry Austin as inker. Glynis Wayne as colorist. Tom Orzowski as letterer. Louise Jones as editor. And Jim Shooter, editor-in-chief. All right. So we know what happened last time. We know what happened last night. We, we We were just reading it. We were just here. Ooh. But we're continuing this recap, but it's just, it's done this so well. This is a well. two-page spread. Yeah, and it's not the full. You see that a lot where it's the full two pages, but this is just the top half of the full two pages. And I think that it's... But even this this center panel on the bottom goes yeah, across a little, a little onto, the, onto other the other page. Yeah. I really like how there's been a lot of evolution with how panels break down. If you look at, you know, Kelly's hand coming off of yeah, the panel into the, into the next one. Yeah, kind of into the one. Yeah. yeah, they really kind of tell this visual language of the panels communicating with each other so what's happening here so the well let me let me guess what's happening here they're fighting each other and then senator kelly is like what fix it and then the police <laughs> are like hey hey and then the the blob is like get out of here police yeah, officer away. well i mean so our first episode our first issue of this story set up so much new and interesting story that we have to we have to dive into it we have to get a little exposition and, and we get it because we were left on a cliffhanger of our two sides meeting this a big lot fight was about to break out a lot of them meeting for the first time you know really the blob and the angel know each other but nobody else really knows each other nobody knows anybody right and you know brotherhood doesn't know each other x-men are coming together as a team Kitty's new. Who, who even knows her? Mystique is new. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's been around, but only her and Destiny really have a relationship in terms of knowing each other beforehand. So this this is able to just jump right into action with crazy energy because we had all that backstory, all that buildup of the first issue of this two-parter. Oh, man. And before, last issue where I said fight, and that was the name, this next page, fight, fight, fight. Fight, fight, fight. Nightcrawler versus Avalanche. I love this, you know, flexing those aerobatic skills coming at him. Yeah. And then quick teleportation, but then with the assist from Destiny, and Avalanche knows where to strike. Yeah. Oof, got him. And we see all similar matchups all Ooh, around. Wait, so Destiny was like, he's coming over here because I can see the future. Right, right. Oh, burn. Right. With someone so unpredictable like Nightcrawler that you can't know where he's going to be. And then you have Pyro building a flaming hand to grab colossus asking if it will melt his metal yikes yeah the assist coming from wolverine he's about to slash the tank but storm separates them don't he's pissed too wolverine's pissed are you you, have you flipped what What do you you think you're doing the x-men's newly appointed team leader ignores wolverine's impassioned protests as she uses her elemental powers to push him away and douse the hand Shush, 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 Wolverine. I got what I'm doing. Calm you, down over here, Pyro. You would have exploded that fire tank and we would have been all over the news. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And when... Countless amounts of destruction by super-powered humans. Right, yeah, and they won't see... And sentinels. They won't see it was the Brotherhood, it was the X-Men, it was mutants. It was mutants. Yeah. Yeah. And so 
you see Kitty and Angel flying off, and they're like, we have to find Kelly. He's the one that we have to find. And we see our Moira and Professor X. Quick recap between the two as Xavier tells Moira about Kitty being a woman stuck out of time, her consciousness now traveling to her. Oh, because he just read that in Storm's mind. Right. And I love this note from Moira. Charles, if you're right, if time travel is possible, if as a result history is mutable, we'll have to redefine our concept of reality itself. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly Mm -hmm. that smirk. You powers of ten little noogie monster. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And this, this police lady is leading them to safety, in air quotes, as she now hits them with nerve gas and reveals to be... How practical this woman who is a police officer is wearing a skirt. Mm. Easy for combat to yep. move around in a skirt. Yep. Not yep. at all. Well, she can do the high kicks. Oh, yeah. Okay. And show it's everyone her skirt. underwear. I mean, she runs around kind of half naked as Mystique anyway. Yeah, I guess that's true. Hey, it's Mystique. But it is Mystique. Nerve gas. And she's kind of monologuing to herself. I could kill you. You are my greatest foe or the, the, the one that's going to stand in my way of what I want to be doing as this newly appointed, newly leading the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. I'm in charge now, and I can take you down. That would only leave Storm, who is so green at leading the X-Men, and she even calls this out, just the fact that you know she's so inexperienced, they would fall apart if, if you, they didn't have you, which is not true, because <laughs> Storm's amazing. amazing. Yeah, Storm's got it going on. And Destiny can't pinpoint this ano- anomaly, like she's she's unsure of what's happening because of Kate. Yeah, it's so unpredictable. There's something that is clouding what could be the future that she had been seeing their success. So now there's something in the way of that that she can't see. It's something that is beyond her knowledge because she doesn't know what's happening. If she knew what was happening, similar to Moira, you know, she might be able to to see the fact that that's where the and because. Every little thing that Kate is doing is in this creating new is creating, yes, it's messing with the timeline that the Destiny basic knows. Fabric of reality. Oy, oy, oy. All right, and then we're back in back in 2013, and and Kitty. Before we even go back, she's she's worried. You know, is it not working? Why am I still here? Is nothing happening? We're not we're not changing anything. I've not gone back. Like I wonder what they're doing so we go back to the future and we recap the future side of last issue and there's just a lot to recap right Mm -hmm. yeah i was gonna say i think i've seen these images yeah each of them the the kind of those highlights as you get those narrative blocks doing that full recap something that they don't really do in house of x powers 10 they don't really do at all or even in the new x-men era where they're not expecting that these are one and done that that people are coming to them fresh that you Ideally, if you're coming to them, you're either knowing some of the story or you're figuring it out on the way. Or you're listening to our podcast. <laughs> or you're just crying or because you have crying no idea what's know. happening. <laughs> X to the what? What is Jonathan, happening? who taught you math? Help me. Okay. So then, though, now we, we're moving. We're hiding. We're moving in the shadows. We're creeping behind fences. Oh, yeah. So we have that second part of their plan. So they'll think... We're going to try and connect with Canada, is what Wolverine's saying. They're, they're going to think, they know that it's me. They've recognized me. I've, I've used my claws. They know that I'm the one that's helping you. So they think that they're, that's where we're going to go. But really what we're going to do is we're going to hit the Baxter building. That's where their 
base is. Is it safer for mutants in Canada? Like, is the United States the only place that's doing this whole anti-mutant sentinel business? North America, but there is, there does seem to be a larger resistance in Canada. But the sentinels had taken over North America and are, through this, plotting to take over the world. The world. Plotting to spread that further. Look at this on this fence. It says, off the muties. Yeah. There's so many little details like that. And it looks, it's written like off the wall. Like Michael Jackson? The album? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Off the wall. And we get a little footnote that I I went back and and looked at uh, where Storm is talking. Good luck. Okay, Aurora, good luck. My friend, I stopped believing in luck the day I saw my parents slain before my eyes while I survived. X-Men number 102, where we get a little flashback to Storm's backstory. I knew you, you're interested in Storm's character development and her arc. That is an early issue of Claremont's where he writes a little bit of her backstory. That's cool that they're like, hey, this is the issue if that, go check it if out. that interests you. Editor notes were a huge thing throughout this run because he's in comics building such a large narrative that is complex and, and evolving year to year decade to decade almost. yeah so it's important that you know what the heck is going on mm-hmm. yeah there could be a, a few editor notes in modern comic <laughs> or maybe like a guide at the end like a, <laughs> like a like web page a, like an index yeah. flashcards i still think flashcards okay so, so she, she's going on this little internal monologue as she attacks the baxter building and attacks the sentinel guard the sentinel's mouths are funny they're like open, but they're full of gears. So they look kind of shocked and scared and sad. Oh, oh what's Squ- happening? Squark. That's like the third time I've seen it say squark too. <laughs> That's just the sentinel noise. Yeah. And so they're asking, what's taking Kate so long? He calls her Kitty, which I thought was interesting that she makes such a, a statement about only being Kate. Colossus is, is wondering where Kitty is. How Kate is faring in the past. Does he call, does Colossus call her Kitty? In that bubble calls her Kitty and Kate at the same time. Might be an affectionate name. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I'll let you call me Kitty because you're my Because you're my big tin man. But only you. But only you. We get some more Storm backstory on this middle panel of this page as she's thinking to herself, it was a lifetime ago when I was a street urchin in Cairo being trained as a thief by Ahmed Al-Jabir. Those were hard days, but happy ones. Though I was happier still years later in Kenya, the urchin became the goddess Aurora, the weather witch, who used her mutant powers to help the local villages. I I wish I was there. I wish I was that child again. I might as well wish for the moon. I recently did read what she's talking about, and, and that might have happened already, but it might not have, where she's talking about uh, being trained on the streets to be a, a pickpocket thief. Mm. Because that, that's the issue where Xavier first meets the Shadow King. Oh, the Shadow King. Um, this, before we... So that, that first page on this spread? Yeah. The second panel where Wolverine uses his belt buckle to access the Fantastic Four's private what? elevator. What? What is he shooting out of his belt buckle? A, a laser. Laser access code. And he just happens to have it? Why is the Fantastic Four always around? Because they're Marvel's first family. They're they're a big part of the Marvel universe. And Wolverine maybe was a team member at some time. Why does he have this secret belt access to the Fantastic is, are you Four? Saying, are you saying that maybe was in your like one can we assume voice? As in I know this and Alicia doesn't, yeah. or are you saying I I've made this assumption 
but there's no real proof. And you're staring at me, so I'm going to go with option A, <laughs> as we can assume. Well, and also think if you were in 1980 and you were reading this, I don't think that he was a part of the Fantastic Four in any way at that time. I'm not in 1980. It's yeah, 2021. Yeah, he, he messes around on the Fantastic Four sometimes. All right. That's all I needed. Okay, so they're in the elevator. They're in the elevator. They're Wait, going. why is the Fantastic Four have an elevator in the Baxter building? The Fantastic Four own and live and operate in the Baxter building as their main base oh right everybody knows that not me (laughs) well hey that's that's what we do this for that's what we got it okay so now we're back in 1980 and kate's conflicted she doesn't know who kills kelly so she's constantly head on a swivel looking to make sure she can see everyone here and storm is questioning herself internally cyclops would do a better job She's freaking out. She's just kind of cracking under the pressure of her first real test in leadership as as leader of the X-Men. Don't question yourself, Storm. You got this, girl. Yeah. I did not want this position, but now that I have it, I do not intend to fail. Determination. That's right. This, Claremont does a really great arc of Storm throughout his run. Like That's of the characters I feel like she evolves the most in in various ways over his run that's cool get it storm so the attack moves but continues further and we're just seeing even more interesting ways of them displaying their powers but also engaging with each other blobs coming after colossus they're all kind of flooded out from her weather powers i've got to phone this into the paper yeah you see this on the street Hey, you know, you were making fun of the 1960s lingo from those 50-year-old teenagers. No, I like it. Yeah. It's... I've got to phone this into the paper because now it would be like, let me put this on my Instagram I story. Tweet this. I got to tweet this real quick. Live streaming. This is happening. <laughs> all right. So they're still fighting. They're still fighting. They're still fighting. This there's is a, there's all a handful. Just... There's about three or four more pages of this fight as it continues. And they're talking just about what's going on in their internal monologues. And as they match up against these people, we're getting a little bit more information about just this whole world. And I love that, that, that fire monster. Yeah. That thing is crazy. Cool. Yeah. Is there anything of importance that I need to, that we should point out about like what they're talking about in this, in this building or it's just, general world building it's general of them going back and forth i don't know that there's really much snippy little quips yeah like like tisk tisk a bad move gentleman using fire against one who can shape the flames well that is dumb what what do you mean yeah right well (laughs) well, but they don't know him like they don't know pyro they don't right but didn't they see him use fire already yeah maybe these are new guys these are new guys trying to help with with the tank and and oh god that fire's got wolverine yeah well and it's almost gonna get angel too and storm says not today yeah, she flies up and she comes down with the weather nightcrawler's up in it wait how's nightcrawler fighting himself because it's mystique mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and that's why he's so confused and this all right so these panels after that happen so as wolverine's reacting this is really cool and this uh, to your question before this is something that i would pull out where as storm is telling him to sheath those claws or use them on me what i am leader of the x-men while that is so you will use your claws when i command no other time (laughs) and wolverine like that bottom left panel i wouldn't take that from cyclops you will take it from me you possess speed strength your unbreakable skeleton 
makes you nearly invulnerable, you should not need your claws except in the most extreme of situations against the deadliest and most powerful of foes. Like she's she's coaching him in mid battle as she's judging herself. This is as such a great, leader should exactly like really and and even Wolverine calling out that Cyclops wouldn't do this to me. He wasn't. Yeah, well, that's because Cyclops is about being a leader for Cyclops. Well, he also, he and Wolverine didn't see eye to eye. I just feel like I feel like like I made this up about Cyclops, but here's my theory Cyclops is going to tell you what to do because it's going to make him look like a good leader in the eyes of the person who's above him, like Charles Xavier, right? He wants to do well because he wants to get that pat on the back. He wants to get that, you did a good job. That is part of his motivation where I feel like what Storm's coming at is like, this is for the betterment of the team. This is how we excel better together. Yeah, I mean, I I get why you might think that. I would say it's less so that he's doing it to appease the higher up or to appease Xavier. He is genuinely a, a connection to the X-Men. This is the only family he's ever really known. He was an orphan and yeah. came to the universe, came to the Xavier Institute. I, I would wholeheartedly agree that Storm is coming at this with more heart, more, more character and, and more connection to her teammates and comrades than Cyclops did to that all new, all different or our uncanny team. I think, too, the other thing is I'm thinking about it more unless that he's maybe consciously trying to get the approval, but it's like subconscious. You think of Xavier as your dad. You always want to be putting your, yeah, impress your dad. Not, and and Storm is like, I don't need to impress anybody. I need to do a good job. I need to protect my people. Yeah. Return the page again. Yep. Yeah. And that avalanche just ripping up the street as they're going into this back and forth. You know, they're having this deep character moment about... You can't have a conversation right now. We're yeah. in the middle of a fight. Yeah. Well, and, and to your point from last episode, last issue, all the word bubbles. Look at still on these pages. Yeah, there's a lot going on. All right. So then Colossus comes in with this big old bean. Mm. It's just... And he's just so going to cool flip fight pages. You know, the blob. What I, think, what I think is always the key to cool X-Men fights are interesting ways for them to display their powers. How they interact with friends or foes or or objects nearby. Colossus using this beam, Avalanche ripping up the street, Storm now enveloping everything with rain from her. That's a really cool... her cape. The way her cape expands and it makes the clouds and the rain comes down. Yeah, that page has so much varied action and energy going on all around this big fight scene we've been we've been in four or five solid pages of this fight scene this and it's is still an epic fight visually interesting and 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 i think that comes from the power of what was established in issue one of mm-hmm. the story kurt gets knocked in the head oh that's cool as mystique's like half, half transformed well in this moment in this storyline are they related is she so let's check mom? out this panel your mystique your skin your eyes if this is indeed your true form, my gut, we are so alike. Could it be, Kurt Wagner, that you are not so unique as you once thought? How, you, how do you know my name? Who are you? Ask your mother, Maragal. I'm not going to pretend that I know how to say that. Who would be, who would know better than she? And Kurt's like all thrown off, all distracted. He knows nothing of what's going on, and and he loses her. And is left with all of these deep questions about who this woman actually is and how he how she knows not only his first and last name, but his, his mother. His mother. His mother. Air quotes. Snap. But she gets away and the question is where Sprite 
where's destiny? So much action, so much craziness going Confusion. on. You lost them. You don't know. You didn't even know. You didn't even see them disappear, and now but, they're gone. But we're not going to find out on the next page because we're back in 2013. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Back in that elevator, that secret belt access elevator. Look at the sentinel. It's just so unknowingly doing his little yeah. beep, boop, 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 do, 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 do. Oh, fastball special of death. Oh, sorry. You, oh, God. You thought you could penetrate our innermost <gasps> sanctum. Yee. Fastball yeah. special of death for Wolverine. Yeah. Holy blood. Yeah, I mean, that that is a much more, that's an inner shot of the comic versus the, you know, front page that could yeah. be seen by everybody. This is the, the bloody insight. You can actually see his ribs. You turn the next page and you see what lands on the floor. As that smoldering oh adamantium Jesus. skeleton. Adamantium skeleton. Hi, hi, hi. Storming out. More sentinels. You'll never defeat all of us. I mean, you, you take down one, ten, there's thousands more. They do this cool topple and freeze move with Storm, but it's just not enough as Storm is now killed. Oh, no. And what about Colossus? He rages out, he knocks the sentinel out the window. And you can even hear Rachel or see Rachel's thoughts as she's on the outside, still holding and protecting Kitty. So in this instance, she doesn't have to keep like she sent Kitty back. And now they just basically have to carry Kitty's body. She around. just have to, has to protect Kitty's body. If she were to. She didn't have to like keep her connected with her hands over right. her mind. Right. But I, I can't I don't want Peter to be alone when he when he he's dead so quickly. No, oh, everyone's dead. In this issue. Oh, man. 1980. Back in 1980. Oh, no. There's Destiny. She's about to kill Senator Kelly. He's back up against the wall. Kate realizes that Destiny can't see her because of her being <gasps> that anomaly. She because has no idea that really she's sneaking there, up on her. She's there, but she's not there. Right. She <gasps> has no idea that she's sneaking up on her. So she jumps through Destiny, throwing off the shot. Oh, because she can phase. Mm -hmm. She's using her powers. And reality twists. And I don't know if you noticed, so... When, when Kate was first going back in the first issue, it was red waves. When she hit Kate of 1980, it was blue waves. But now that she's reset everything that could potentially happen, we see both blue and red as she's split, divided between these two times. That's it? She's going back? Turn the page. Oh, you, you don't have to. I don't have to. It's open. But I'm trying to be good. But you hear, Kitty is back. She's she's kind of waking up. She doesn't remember anything. The last thing that she remembers is she was in the danger room. Oh, old Kitty. Young Kitty is back. Young Kitty is back. You know, they're talking about the Brotherhood, and Mystique will probably break them out. But Destiny was captured. Yeah. So they're back on the plane. They're heading home. We did it. Did it fix the timeline? Only time will tell. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Epilogue. Oh, thank you. I love an epilogue. Hmm. So we have a meeting of some people. Sebastian Shaw. Sebastian Shaw. Robert Kelly. The president. And Henry Peter Gyrick. <gasps> who we just watched in the show. Yeah. You just learned it's of. It's all coming together. And talking about Project Wide Awake. Working with Shaw Industries to design and construct new Sentinels. Oh, no. Oh, What's no. Sebastian Shaw? Oh, yeah. How dare you? He doesn't see the lines of humans and mutants. All he sees is power and wealth. And money. Wealth. Yeah, I just mean... Well, yeah. I was like thinking money when you said power. So gotcha. I said it, even though you had already said wealth after. It just still came out. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. I know that wealth means money. Yeah. 
All right. Well, so that was the end. That was. Uh, what is this? Is this the start of another comic, or is this just like a little bonus page? Bonus page. Why is Storm being stabbed? Looks by like a, a variant cover, as you can see by the the box in the bottom corner. Oh. And that space at Oof. the top where would be the Uncanny X Men. Rough. Well, see, I feel so much better now. What do you think about this issue, and maybe overall? I guess. It's great. Can you see why it's my favorite? Yes. Yeah, it's action packed. There's a lot, and there's still little character moments things that are left unanswered like the whole situation with kurt and now this whole thing with sebastian shaw what's going to happen what's going to be the new and and mystique and and destiny and the brotherhoods yeah so there's a lot that uh can continue on into another story but at least this little saga Mm -hmm. has been wrapped up yeah does that feel good yes it it feels so good it's complete i feel so happy right now rest easy tonight as i know the end of this story I understand. Any favorite parts? Any? I like that the fight sequence was so long yet so detailed and interesting and showed different facets of each of them that it really did. You know, you had that moment where Kitty was saying that she needed to watch or Kate was saying she needed to watch everybody and see where everyone was. And then you hear that or you read that and then you do see these little moments and you see what everyone is doing. And so you get that overarching scope and then all of a sudden it's like she's gone and Destiny's gone. And you have that same feeling that the X-Men are having when they make that realization because you've been so mm-hmm. engulfed by this fight that all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, whoa, where did Kitty go? What is happening? And then the resolution of she saves him and then yeah. they go back. She goes back. I will say it is interesting to see, to have, you know, gone over this comic Mm -hmm. after seeing the movie and seeing that the movie spans over such a longer amount of time. Like Logan is back in the past for so much longer, whereas it seems like they had a couple of attempts. So they, yeah, Misty gets that failed attempt at first, jumps out the window and right. Yeah, there's a lot different. But it still and I also, retains a lot of the basic ideas. I also felt like, I think it was in the last episode slash issue, when Mystique is there and she, she starts to say that she's like in charge or she's part of the, hold on, this where she says. Mm-hmm. This is her grand supervillain entrance. But know? I feel like that. It sounded familiar is what I'm saying. And I'm I'm wondering how closely the dialogue of what Magneto says in the moment when he mm-hmm. shows up when they're all like on the lawn yeah, and yeah. he says his thing, like how close those two things are. Interesting. And because when she said that, when you were reading that, I was thinking that's very Magneto of her. Yeah. So that's just interesting. And it's interesting because Magneto's not in this. Right. I mean, he's in the future. Mm-hmm. as Magneto guy. in a wheelchair and he's a good guy, but we don't see where he stands mm-hmm. in this story too. So that's in the past. Like, where is he? What is he doing? Questions. Yeah, it almost makes me want to watch the movie again. Oh, we could always watch the movie again. Yeah, but I, I mean, I was entertained. I liked it. Kept, kept going, moved quick. Do you want to read it? Yes, but I have a lot to read. Yay. <laughs> well, Until next time, old friend. Ciao. Thanks so much for joining us today on the X-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. 
the ex-wife podcast is produced in providence rhode island by alicia and justin our music is by kwan 